Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage, they're with you every step of the way. They provide a seamless mortgage experience when you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life. Rocket can. 855-2124-CBS. 855-2124-227. Send the tweets. Send the hot takes at Ken Carmen C-A-R-M-A-N. I'm a little nervous this morning because if you listen to the show with any regularity, that's a weekend show you probably don't, right? If you listen to the show with any regularity, I I don't – it's not hot takes. Like, there's certain things I believe and there's certain things I don't believe, and sometimes it falls in line with the rest of the country and sometimes it doesn't. This is one of those times where it doesn't. So I'm a little bit nervous. Listen, let me talk to you as a fan first, okay? I don't like him either. I don't think that what Rob Manfred did was right or his his lack of punishment was right. I wish that players would have been suspended. I wish I had proof that players should have been suspended. I don't like him either. In fact, you know what? I, I didn't like him as a, as a sports fan, as a fan of a team in an area, because this is the beauty of doing radio. I don't write. I'm not on Sports Illustrated. I don't write for any of the magazines. I'm not a journalist, and I'm never going to claim to be. All right? This is not, this is not what, what I do. I don't have to tell you the facts, right? I can try to find the facts, and I do, but I don't have to tell you exactly down the line every single way I see it. I can see it as an interpretation, and this is the beauty. I don't have to be a journalist. I don't want to be a journalist. This is entertainment, okay? So I can talk to you as a fan every now and then like I want to right now because I tell you, I hate the Houston Astros. I do. I don't like them. I didn't like them back in 2016. I, I don't like... I didn't like the books that were written about him. I didn't like this, oh, praying at the altar of the Houston Astros, the team that had a $23 million payroll at one point and and had $72 million just to open up the gates one time. Oh, Jim Crane, you're amazing. Oh, the Astros are so amazing. Let me kiss you on the bare ass. Houston Astros, oh, I love you so much. I hated it. I hated it then, and I sure as hell hate it now. Part of that is jealousy, 100%. Before I knew about any of this stuff in 2017, part of that's jealousy. Totally jealousy. That's the beauty of that. I can admit that as a sports fan. As a fan of a team that had to play against them in the postseason, didn't like them even more, there's just something about certain teams you don't like. I I deal with it all the time. When we talk about Tom Brady, I love Tom Brady, and you hate Tom Brady. You've proven it. 
time in and time out. You call me up and say, Kenny's overrated. It's it's Bill Belichick's offense. You don't like Belichick. There's certain people that you just don't like the look of. And there's certain people that in our society of 330-plus million people, there's just certain things about certain folks you don't like. And that's the way I feel about the Houston Astros, folks. There's something about Jose Altuve. I don't like you. I don't want to be around you. I don't want my favorite baseball team to have you on the team. I don't like you. Same thing with Bregman. Same thing with A.J. Hinch before he got canned. Same thing with all of them. I don't like them, and I don't want to be around them. I can respect them because I have to respect them to hate them. And then the whole 2017 fiasco comes out over this last winter. And I don't like them either. But because I don't like them, it doesn't mean I back off my principles. I did a poll earlier this week on Twitter. Now, I'm in a different market, and I talk to mostly people from a different market, with the exception of every now and then here on CBS Sports Radio. My quote was, my goal is to make this completely anonymous, to seek the closest truth. But it's Twitter, so you can share whatever opinion you wish. Do you condone pitchers throwing at Houston Astros hitters? Survey said, 84.7% yes. I knew I had my work cut out for me on Thursday morning. Because after the Joe Kelly incident, I I did not feel like there was justice served. I know Manfred should have done more, and he didn't. If I'm expecting any sort of leadership or any sort of backbone out of Rob Manfred, even going to last winter, folks, you know that that has gone out the window. That went out the window a couple of years ago. It certainly wasn't going to happen last winter. It's not going to happen during this season. It's never going to happen. All right? You're never going to like Rob Manfred. And quite frankly, if Rob Manfred were to step down, like plenty of people are saying that he should, you're just going to get another guy that you're going to hate anyway because it's baseball, and they're run by the owners. So if you really hate Rob Manfred, really you should hate the owners of the baseball teams because that's who runs the thing. Adam Silver has a lot of power. Adam Silver has a lot of open-minded owners in the case of basketball. We'll we'll talk about the China thing at some point. When it comes to basketball, he has a lot of open-minded owners who are willing to let Adam Silver have the power – to dictate a lot of things that are overall probably better for the NBA. The NFL, old school ways, you hate Roger Goodell because Roger Goodell has his arms tied because he has a lot of older, blue blood, conservative owners that just want problems to go away instead of facing problems head on. Rob Manfred, in the same way, has a lot of corporations that own baseball teams, has a lot of entities that own baseball teams, a lot of groups, purchasing groups, venture capitalists that own these baseball teams, and they just want problems to go away. Because they they struggle in their own leadership. So how am I supposed to have a leadership with Rob Manfred? So if you were looking for some strong arm of justice from Rob Manfred in the beginning, you're the fool anymore. And so when people see Joe Kelly throw at Carlos Correa and throw at Alex Bregman, they feel better about things. And in, in, in a lot of ways, you would. Because this is the same premise as our heroes. This is the same premise with the movies we grew up with. But I can't condone and never have been able to condone and cannot rectify with myself. Folks, as much as I want to because I dislike them too. And try to talk me into it. I want you to try to talk me into it because I can't can't reconcile it. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I can't condone throwing at hitters. I don't like the Astros, and I never will. I'll never like those players. 
I'll never like it. I always feel the same way you do. There wasn't enough justice served. I didn't think they should have taken away the World Series trophy because once you take away a World Series trophy from one team, I think you start to look in some of the closets of some of the other owners, and I think you're not going to like what you see there, and you're probably going to start wanting to take away trophies from other World Series teams. They won their World Series. They wear their, they wear their cheating as a scarlet letter now. I wish there were more penalties. I wish when I see A.J. Hinch step down, I wish when I see other guys have to step down, that I would have seen players get suspended. I really do. I really wish that would have happened. It seems nefarious. It seems bad. It seems like I've been cheated as a fan. There's certain things that is gamesmanship. There's certain things that teams do. That's why offensive coordinators cover their mouth when they call plays. It's why they try to change signals during games and change signals during seasons. And as long as there's competitive sports that play it at a high level for a lot of money, people will try to cheat. That's understood. But from the bang in the trash cans to maybe the transmitters on the shoulders and the God knows what, it seemed greasy, and I didn't like it either. But I can't condone, and I've had a lot of time to think about it. I just can't find myself condoning Joe Kelly doing it. If Joe Kelly, who seems like a guy who's willing to fight anybody, it was a guy who seemed like he was willing to fight anybody when he played for the Boston Red Sox, who also were implicated in that whole fiasco. But... Joe Kelly seems like a guy who's willing to fight anybody. If Joe Kelly wants to walk off the mound and tap Carlos Correa on the shoulder and say, put down the bat, I'm fighting you, let's go. Fine. Fine. But when you have a guy who can run it up into the 90s, you have a tightly wound baseball, which that's always been a controversy, you're using a weapon. I don't condone weapons. The NHL, they settle it with fists. They don't use weapons. In the times that they have used weapons, there have been harsh penalties. Go ask Marty McSorley. They don't use weapons. They act by their code, whatever that code may be. If we're going to settle this, and this is the beauty of sports, where some things some things are still settled like men. And baseball is one of the two sports where you can go ahead and you can settle it like men right then and there if you want to. But I don't know why a thrown at batsman has to be the tipping point of that. I believe it what was it, Burke Campanaris, Pinellas, who turned around and win, won the bat at the pitcher? If the pitcher, if the hitter was going to throw the bat at the pitcher, what would you think then? That's out of line. That's out of sort. But if a pitcher throws at a hitter, well, I guess that's okay. That's part of the game. I, I, I'm sorry. I've never been able to get to that. And there were plenty of people who, even though I said, hey, my goal here is to make this completely anonymous so so I get the truth because I, I didn't know if people were going to vote no just because they wanted to look good on social media. That conversation coming up a little bit later about something completely different as well. I figured I'd make it anonymous. Overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, people were willing to say, this is why, yes, and I believe this is why because I hate so-and-so on the Houston Astros. Beanham, the always, the, the, my favorite part was, hey, Beanham in the ribs, don't go for the head. Oh, okay. Hey, I meant to shoot around him. I didn't mean to shoot him. See, that's the way it is. The, the other part that I love, my second favorite thing was street justice. Street justice. Well, if Rob Manfred can't do it, if Rod Manfred can't police them, then this needs to be taken into their hands. And I understand you liking it because what Joe Kelly does, vigilante justice, we grew up with it. It's, it's ingrained in our heads. Don't take bleep from anybody. Don't take bleep from the bad guys. Go after the bad guys. You've seen Batman since you were a small kid, brother. Vigilante justice is in there. And we even know, we even know 
that the police on the front, they're always going after Batman. They're always trying to go after Batman. And the good people of Gotham City, why are you going after Batman? This is a vigilante. And you know why? You know why they say that? Because they're not really going after Batman. Go ask Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon is perfectly fine with Batman doing God knows what to God knows who to clean up the streets of Gotham because his, his own police force is corrupt and can't even do it. But also Commissioner Gordon knows that he has to put up a front that he is going after Batman so you don't just get a bunch of yahoos and idiots trying to go after the Joker and Two-Face and the Riddler and everybody else. And it's the same thing here. Maybe Rob Manfred in the back of his mind has no problem being the villain that everybody hates. Yeah, I know. There's nothing really I could do. I can't can't really prove him on this. I guess that in this case, the Astros are just like what we're talking about with Batman, the mob. The mob goes free, and, well, if anybody gets hit, they get hit. And I have to put a harsh penalty on Joe Kelly because Joe Kelly's the type of guy who might be willing to mix it up with anybody out there. But I have to have a quote-unquote harsh penalty for Joe Kelly so I don't have any goofball out there just taking aim at anybody they can because people can seriously get hurt when the power is in the wrong hands. It's the same thing in every movie we ever watched growing up. Hell, it's the same. You love Boondock Saints. I love the Boondock Saints. Watch Boondock Saints. It's Irish Batman. That's all it is. It's Batman with guns and accents. And there's something about vigilante justice that we love. It's ingrained in our American spirit. And so when we see Joe Kelly go out there, we seek justice. We seek bloodshed. But I can't condone it. Because if you want to settle it like men, go settle it. Put your dukes up. Go after each other. Fine. I see it in hockey. You've seen it sometimes in Major League Baseball, but it usually does start with a guy getting beaned. I just can't condone beanballs as much as I want to. I hate the Astros, you guys. I really, really do. I really do. And if you can talk me into condoning beanballs... And condoning that type of thing, you go right on ahead and try. But I just can't bring myself to do it, folks. Two wrongs, in this case, don't mean a right. And while I've done this show for a while, and I did this show on Sunday nights, if you've listened listened at all or this is your first time, I promise you on on a stack of Bibles a mile high, this isn't a work, this isn't something to just zig left when people are going right, or zig right when people are going left. I have felt this way my entire career. There is something weird about me being mad at you, me winging a baseball at you, and then kind of hiding behind things as a pitcher while while the bench is clear. That's weird to me. Hey, you, you you're upset. I'm upset. I'm going to hit you with a baseball as hard as I can. And then all I really have to do, and, and if we want to bring movies into this again, well, fine, dazed and confused. All i got to do is hit you with one good one and then play defense until the crowd disperses it. It's the same premise. It's the same premise, folks. It's not men. Some of this is tough guy machismo, alpha male, toxic masculinity, ridiculous stuff. Totally get it. Totally get it. But in pro sports with egotistical men, that's what this comes down to sometimes. I don't care about role models. I don't consider Major League Baseball players role models. I don't consider pro athletes role models. That's on coaches at the youth sports. That's on parents. That's on grandma. That's on aunts and uncles and, and, and people who are parental guardians. Those are role models. Pro sports athletes, you're going down a bad path if you're looking for them as role models. I'm not even going to try to make that argument. 
if Joe Kelly wanted to walk down off the mound, and while you might seem that this is ridiculous, and, hey, we're, we're going to have Rob Dibble on later on, so I, maybe he'll talk some sense into me. And you might think this is ridiculous, but if he wants to walk down there off the mound and, and go up to Carlos Correa and say, hey, listen, drop the bat, a-hole, let's go, we're fighting. I have a lot more respect for Joe Kelly than I do right now. I don't disrespect Joe Kelly. I don't think what Joe Kelly did was disgusting. I don't, I'm not upset and want to throw Joe Kelly in the hooskow or anything like that. I'm not clutching pearls. It's not that case. I just don't think it's tough guy mentality to take a baseball at 60 feet 6 inches and let her rip where you could, you could obviously seriously hurt somebody using a baseball as a weapon. And go ahead and do that. Where, yes, guys have been hurt in fights. Guys have had their jaws broken in fights. Guys have been seriously injured in fights. But when I look in, in the terms of hockey, when I look in the terms of professional baseball, if if you want to exact some sort of revenge, you want to give me a receipt for something I wronged you on, if it does come to fists, then at least it's squared up. Not from a baseball Walk as hard as a guy can, using it as a weapon. It seems silly to me. So 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I'll let you try to talk me into it. Do you condone beanballs at the Astros? And tell me why I should. Not going to shout you down, not going to call you a bad guy. I I know I'm on the vast minority of this opinion. I got it. I'm open-minded. I'll hear you out. Call me a beta. Call me whatever you want to call me. But why do you condone beanballs at the Astros? Because Joe Kelly's being out, made out to be a hero, an American hero. He's baseball's Batman now. I probably would have had more respect if he just went up there and started socking the guy. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. I'm open-minded, folks. I know I'm in the I, – I don't try to do this. I do not try – if I feel the same way as everybody else, I'll tell you why I feel the same way as everybody else. I don't feel the same way as everybody else on this one. I don't, I don't really think that throwing at hitters is the best way to go about the business. I don't think that being in guys is the best way to do it. Moondog actually agrees on Twitter, says, I played and I always thought it was a candy-ass move to throw it, guys. Most of the time when I got hit, I stood up and asked the pitcher if he wanted to go. (laughs) If you want to fight, just go down there and tell the guy you want to fight. You'll have a fight on your hands, I'm sure. And there are pitchers, and we'll have Rob Dibble on later on, who is one of those guys. He'll stand there and he'll fight anybody. He didn't care. But I do see 99% of pitchers, and Joe Kelly doesn't seem to be one of them. He doesn't seem to be one of them. But you do see about 99% of pitchers, they're tasked with going out and throwing the bean ball. So they go out and they bean the hitter, and then they, well, I'm going to go big, get behind this pitcher's mound here, and hopefully my first baseman or my catcher or my third baseman is going to help me out. And then by that time, the bullpens are going to come in. And so basically all I have to do is hit a guy, then play defense for a little bit, and we'll push and we'll shove, and that'll be the end of it. I mean, that's basically how it goes. Or they'll miss and they'll get thrown out of the game, and then they don't have to worry about it. Except if they played for us again, then that's a whole different story. But they usually don't have to worry about it then. It doesn't seem to be, if we're talking about policing the game and manly men, 
If you're willing to stand out there like Joe Kelly seemed to be willing to go, fine, fine, go right on ahead. But I, I would get more out of it if the if you did it like hockey. You have wronged me. You have wronged our team. You have taken liberties with our team. Now we send somebody out there, and we will exact revenge some way, somehow. We must get our shot. And the words of Terry Collins, we must get our shot. And I don't think it's throwing it, guys. And this celebration of Joe Kelly, I hate, I hate the Astros, man. I really do. That's the beauty of doing this. I'll say it again. I don't have to be a journalist. I don't have to act like I, I, I call it down the line. I don't care. I don't give a damn. And, and I, I don't care. I, I don't mind a lot of things about the city of Houston. I like the city of Houston. I like the people in Houston. I just hate your baseball team. That's, that's really what it is. I do hate them. And I did think that there should have been more done to those hitters. But what's done is done. And if we want to call this street justice, vigilante justice, fine. I just think it's a kind of a weak statement. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Try to change my mind. Tony, Vancouver, Washington. You're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Yeah, Ken, I agree with you that you shouldn't throw at people, but that's what Manfred left for the league to do. But he could have he, he could have taken, like, the Houston Astros first-round pick for the next three years plus a three-year postseason ban, which was the reasons they were cheating in the first place, and that would hurt their free agency. That that would hurt for a while. That's well, what they should have done. I, but still, that's the thing, Tony. He doesn't have that power. See, the, the NCAA, like if the NCAA wants to do it to a group, well, there's so many different university presidents, not one university president. There are more powerful university presidents, but not one guy is going to be able to do that. That's an agreement under the NCAA. They vacate, quote-unquote, titles, and they, they have postseason bans. In Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred is really a puppet, and all 30 owners have their hands up his backside and are working him like a puppet. The only guy who doesn't seem to act like a puppet, and that's because his his bosses allow him to, is Adam Silver. So Rob Manfred makes a great foil in this case, Tony, but if, if you want to be mad at anybody about the Houston Astros, I'd say be mad at the owners. Be mad at the other owners. You get well, what I'm saying? I understand, but if, if, that's the, if, if that's the case and the commissioner's got no power to police his game, then this is what you're going to have. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, and I, I, I totally understand that, and I think you're right, and I know that this is this is part of it. I just say, and, and you and I agree with this, I just don't care for it. I just yeah. don't think oh. you're hitting guys, like what if what if it gets out of hand? Like what if what if one of those guys get, gets hurt? Then there's commentary for the next week of people, well, should we get rid of bean balls in professional baseball? Should we get, like it, it just, it turns, it can turn into a negative. If guys get into a fight, guys get into a fight. I've seen grown men get into a fight many, many times watching pro sports. That's one thing. But I just think bean balls, especially with the bat, with the, with the way the baseballs are now, I don't know. It just seems to be a little greasy anymore, Tony. Thank you, Ken. Thank you very much for the call. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Dante in Atlanta, Georgia. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Dante. Hey, man. I mean, this at the end of the day, this all falls on Manfred. Let's get that straight. I agree with Tony, the previous caller. But if you think Joe Kelly's going to go out there and start swinging fists, you're totally wrong. That's, is that the right way to handle it? For him, no. He's a string bean. I mean, I'd rather have him throw a 95-mile-an-hour fastball and bean someone than have him go out there swinging fists with somebody like Correa, who's you know, 6'4", 220. So, you know, Correa is a big boy, but but that's but that's the case. But that's the case. First off, I, considering some of the things that Joe Kelly has done previously in his career, I think Joe Kelly would swing at Carlos Correa. But you're no, right I'm about not that. That he wouldn't. But if I was him, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, go for that. So, I think 
showing the point of, okay, I'm going to throw at you because this is what you did to us. I think that's uh-huh. a better way to handle it, you know? Is see, he a hero? I, Probably that, not. But that is, part, is that something we want to see? Yeah. That part I, I just I don't agree with. I don't agree with having him go out there and, and throwing a baseball at him again. If Carlos Correa would have turned around and thrown the bat back at Joe Kelly, what would we have done? What would we have freaked out about? It wouldn't have been the but, bean ball. It would have been the bat. It's the yeah, same but, thing. You're but using something as a weapon. Throwing the baseball is like throwing the fist in hockey. You know, it's, it's the same thing. So, you know, when guys are I, hockey, I don't agree. Thing. I don't I agree. agree. Yeah. I No, no. Dante, and thank you for the call. I don't agree because there is a guessing game up there where Carlos Correa might have had an idea that something was coming his way, even though that you know there was breaking balls that he struck out on. He might have had an idea that something was coming his way, but you don't know. It's a guessing game. You don't know if Joe Kelly's going to throw at you or not. You don't know. But if I were in a situation where I'm out there on the ice and I know I've took umbrage and out comes Tony Twist, I got one on deck, folks. I know it's going to happen. Tony Twist... Probably didn't have to come up to me and get me from behind or, or, or surprise me or anything like that. Bob Probert probably never had to do that. Now, there might have been a couple of situations where they thought a guy was running from him. Maybe I, I, may, I haven't seen every single fight those guys were in. But if I'm in hockey and I've watched little hockey compared to the guys I'm talking to right now, it's line it up, let's go, drop the gloves. We're having this out as men. And if Joe Kelly wanted to do that, that's fine. But I just think about, okay, what if Carlos Correa would have taken the bat and wung it as hard as he could at, at, at Joe Kelly? Well, you're both using weapons. Well, wait a minute. Carlos Correa did this to me. Well, okay. To me, that it doesn't make as much sense. 855-2124-CBS. We'll get to the Manfred Principle coming up here in a bit. Coming up next, Sean Devaney will join us. Sporting News. NBA players are in a bubble. It's working, and we are watching the basketball games like we've never watched them before. They have been a blast so far. We'll get to that with Sean Devaney. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227. It's sponsored by Geico. Did you know that right now Geico's offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Visit Geico.com to learn more. We'll get to the Cardinal stuff coming up here momentarily. Probably 11 o'clock Eastern, I'll get into that. At least four new cases amongst the Cardinals. Joining us right now to talk about something that's very well working, and that is the NBA bubble. And we are seeing some, if I could just speak frankly, we're seeing some really good, some great basketball. Joining us right now to talk about all that, Sean Devaney joins us. What a treat. Sean Devaney, NBA writer, heavy.com, Forbes Sports, one of the best, one of the guys I love having on, author, all-around good guy. Find him on Twitter at Sean Devaney. Did I pump you up enough there, Sean? Are we good? <laughs> I, I should probably just walk away right now, right? I mean, I, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> I mean, it. I, I'm just, I'm happy. It, it's great to have basketball back. It's great to be able to talk to you. You're one of my favorite guests, and, and we're looking at basketball, and Hey, there was a lot of people going, these guys aren't going to stay in this thing. This thing ain't going to work. Now, it's still early, but, boy, it seems to be working right now. Sean, who do you credit here? I think uh, you've got to credit, first of all, the commissioner, because uh, if this had all gone south, if it had all gone sour, 
um, then he would have taken the blame. So you've got to give him the credit uh, when, uh, when when it's going right. We see what's going on in baseball, and and uh, certainly the commissioner is going to take the blame when eventually they cancel the baseball season, which is almost a uh, a guarantee at this point. Um, so I think you have to start with the commissioner because they took a very uh, a very measured and science based approach to this, and 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 they wanted to make sure. Uh, that they had all their I's dotted and all their T's crossed, and that's uh, and, and and that's certainly what's happened. But 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 I think you also have to credit the players because yeah. it takes a buy-in from them. And 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 let's make clear that there's a financial buy-in for them as well. Uh, and that is that uh, uh, the way that the NBA's uh, salary structure is set up is that. The players and the and the owners basically have a fifty fifty split. So any incoming revenue is is split fifty fifty between the players and the owners. So there was a lot of um, a lot of incentive, let's say, uh, from both the players and the owners uh, to make sure that this works. So you've seen a lot of buy-in from the players. You've seen a couple of players do some knuckleheaded things, uh, but uh, but but they've been pretty rare, you know, for for, for a league that has three hundred and fifty players down in that bubble. Uh, most of the players have have abided by every single rule that the league has thrown at them, and there has been a lot of rules. There's no question about that. A hundred pages worth of rules, uh, and uh, uh, you know, so far so good. So I, I think you credit the the commissioner, you credit the players as well. Let me ask you. Can I? Can I uh, let me just deviate from the beaten path here of the NBA. I'm gonna get back to the NBA. But the reason I like having you on is that you 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 pay attention to all the sports. You've written about baseball. Uh, you know, you've written about Doc Gooden and all that stuff, so I know you know that game too. You said, "Well, eventually it's going to get shut down." What I I'm struggling to get my arms around this. Okay, is that I, I figure does it have to be a bubble? No, if there's some player discipline, I don't know if there has to be a bubble per se. But when I hear Rob Manfred say, "Well, you guys better stop inflicting each other," I'm going to shut this thing down. I'm going, well, "What are we doing here?" And also, Sean, let me ask you about if you're going to have taxi squads. Why aren't you using taxi squads? This thing seems to be a mess, and yeah, I know a lot of it falls at a at Rob Manfred's feet. But what are your interpretations here? I, you know, I think the bubble the, the bubble environment is the only thing that works, and and, and I'm hoping it works for hockey. Uh, you know, that the, they've got sort of the two bubbles set up, uh, and I, I I hope that works for them. I hope that they're that they're able to maintain the the, the sort of tightness that the NBA has, but. Uh, what, what we know about, you know, look, I, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, or anything like that, and 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 either as Adam Silver or Rob Manfred or 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 uh, you know most of us who are doing these things, but uh, uh, you know we, what we know about this, this this virus is that it 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 spreads very very quickly, and it might not affect you at all, and and but the person that it does affect, it might affect them the point where they're where you know if they're in a coma or god forbid they die so you know it, it, it's something that we just we know so little about uh and uh, you know even this far into the whole thing we we still don't know that much about it so you know it's 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 really difficult to get a grasp on it because uh because we do know so little about it but um it seems to me that 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 the only thing that 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 has a chance of working is to create a an entirely sterile atmosphere, which is what the NBA is trying to do. Uh, and if you're 
if you're going to be baseball or, or God forbid, what, what we're seeing in football is probably going to go the way of, uh, of MLB, it, it's just not going to work. You know, it's just not going to work. You, you, you've got to create that, 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 that sort of tightness around, uh, uh, around uh, w- w- what everybody else is doing or else, you, you know, you're just going to open yourself up for this infection to get in. Sean Devaney joining us, heavy.com, Forbes.com, real great writer all over the place when it comes to the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, the whole thing. But he does specialize in the great game of basketball. And looking at what's going on here uh, in the bubble, again, it's working out well. Real quick, how how ironic was it that Rudy Gobert was the first two points when the league came back? Yeah, I mean, that'd be something there. Actually, Uh, you know, and, and because I really did feel that he got sort of, uh, unfairly, uh, you know, he had the Scarlet A on him, uh, you know, sort of unfairly because it could have been anybody. I mean, look, and he was dumb about his actions, and he didn't that, and he's he's been plenty uh, apologetic about all this. But, uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was fitting because uh, I did feel he was sort of unfairly. Uh, Labeled with the guy who who brought coronavirus into the NBA, it wasn't him. It was gonna be somebody else. So you know, he he he, uh, uh, he, he, he kind of has that crossed there now. But uh, uh, but but I don't think that's necessarily fair. So I, mean, I was happy to see that <laughs> that he got the first two points uh, of the NBA restart. Sean Devaney joining us on the show. Okay, so if whoever wins the championship this year, we'll get to who you think here it is here in a second. But if if they whoever wins the championship this year is this an actually a tougher championship to win than in usual seasons because of the stop the restart the circumstances surrounding that restart as well? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and I've heard people say, well, this shouldn't have an asterisk on it because uh, because it's more difficult uh, than than past championships. And that's true. Uh, but it should have an asterisk because it's completely different. It's completely, it's nothing we've ever seen before. It's different than than the other uh, you know seventy or so championships we've handed out uh, in the NBA before this. So it absolutely is different. Uh, at the same time, uh, yeah, it's it, it's going to be, you know, both of those things be true. It can be the most difficult championship you have to win and still deserve an asterisk. I think that uh, uh, that's where the NBA is right now. Uh, I don't think uh, a lot of people like to admit that it has an asterisk, but uh, uh, it's going to um, because it's 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 got a little bit of an NCAA tournament uh, vibe to it. it. It's going to have a randomness uh, because we don't know who's going to get sick, who's going to have to leave the bubble, all those sort of things. We just don't know. Uh, but uh, but but to have that randomness in there. Uh, is going to make this a much, much different championship than anything we've seen before. Who's going to end up winning the title, Sean? <clears throat> That's a good question. Ken, <laughs> <laughs> if I knew, I'd, I'd go to Vegas and, and put a bunch of money down. But, uh, you know, if I had to pick, I would say, all right, so we'll start with the three favorites. I think our Milwaukee, uh, uh, the Lakers, and the Clippers. I think there are two uh, uh, dark horses in Houston and uh, uh, in Boston uh, are possibilities as well. Although I, I don't think that they're uh, great choices. Uh, I think the Clippers ultimately have the depth, have the talent, have the frontline talent, and the depth behind that frontline talent to sort of survive this thing. Uh, because I do think this is going to be a battle of attrition. 
Uh, I think the Clippers probably best set up because uh, they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and they have a bunch of really, really good, solid role players behind them. Uh, I would say that the, that gives them an advantage over the Lakers, over the Bucks. Uh, so I'm going to get the Clippers. Wow. So, boy, that would be awful if the Clippers actually win a, win a world championship and there's no fans to actually celebrate it in the stands, wouldn't it? I mean, come it on. Be, it would be awful, but, but wouldn't it be fitting? Like, wouldn't that just fit with that whole franchise? <laughs> that whole franchise has passed, and, and I, I, it would be terrible. Look, I, I, but I, do th- I, I, I think if you ask the players, uh, they'd be okay with it. <laughs> I know, but it just man, it just feels so. It's like it's like Barry Horowitz finally gets to win a match, and now it's like ah, nah, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's nobody there to celebrate any of it. I just I feel bad. That's all. <laughs> I do just for the that's fans. There, that's fair. But hey, look, we've got we've got basketball, and we're yeah. and we're playing, and, uh, and you know, even a month ago, we weren't sure that we were going to be at this point. Yeah, that's true about that. Sean Devaney joining us on the show. Uh, I, I know that they've talked about the possibilities of, of 2021. I, I don't know what's going to happen in 2021. You know, we hear certain things, and there's some promising stuff going on in Oxford, but I'm in no position to speculate. I am in a position to hope. Um, say if we have to start off December and we have to go back into a bubble, how long does that last before players go, all right, we can't be sitting in a bubble here with how many different teams now? When, what ends up happening in December of 2020 into January 2021 if we're looking at another basketball season here? Yeah, it, it's going to be really difficult. It's going to be a, a, a big hit to the uh, uh, to the salary cap, which is you know is is like I said, yeah. all the money that comes in gets divided between equally between players and owners, uh, and so you know there's a there's a lot of incentive for players to to go ahead and and, and keep playing, and there's a lot of incentive obviously for owners uh, to do that as well, um, but. You know, if you if you get into a point where there's no fans there, you have to start rethinking things because they get about forty, fifty percent of that revenue from from actual game day, uh, you know, sales and and you know whether it's the uh, uh, the hot dogs that that people buy or the parking, or of course, the tickets. Uh, they, they get such a significant amount of that. You have to start wondering, okay, well, what is it worth it? You know, is it worth it? All the extra protocols we're going to have to go through. Are we going to have to go back into a bubble? You know, all those things. Uh, it, it, it's going to be difficult to, to to figure out. The league yeah. right now, this this championship is slated to end on October 13th. They will have about seven weeks to go ahead and turn around and get back onto the floor. That's almost impossible. You know, and, and and I just don't know how they're going to do it. So uh, next season, I just uh, you know they're obviously focused on trying to get through this season, but next season it's just hard to see how they're able to pull it off. You know, I was thinking about that as well because we talk about delayed seasons, and I know I don't have a whole lot of time, Sean, but can't we figure out a way where as because every day we wake up, hopefully we're closer to the end of this whole thing. But can't we figure out a way through 2021 and 22 and 23 to, to stagger and, and, and maybe return to normalcy in terms of the calendar of sports and not put such a strain on the players as they go out there? Yeah, I hope so. And I hope that, 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 that the league does change things to to start the season in December and that that becomes a permanent change. You know, even if, uh, you know, knock on wood, even if things get back to normal, 
Uh, I think the NBA should start in December. I don't, I don't think there's any reason to have it start in October competing against the NFL. I know a lot of owners agree with that. So, uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe there is a long-term change that comes out of this that's, uh, that's actually a pretty good thing. Sean, thank you for the good times, man. All the best to you and yours. Hopefully we'll talk to you again soon, buddy. Ken, I always like talking to you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Sean Devaney joining us. Follow him on Twitter, at Sean Devaney. There's three E's in there. There's no A. You always think there's an A in Devaney. There's not. It's all E's. So go ahead and follow him. He's great. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I mean, if, if they want to keep it in December, hey, that's fine. That's fine. I Maybe Major League Baseball would have a problem with it because you're going to go into June and, or, and I, or you're going to go into the regular season, postseason you're going to be starting to finish up in, in July instead of where you were before. So there's there's a couple of things there that I think you have to cross before you start to make those plans on. But if you want to go ahead and do it, that's fine. But if you're, if you're going to go back to October, and I say the same thing about the NFL, if we're in a situation where the NFL has to delay, if the NFL has to start in January, which would be weird in some cities, if the NFL has to start in November, and you have to go back, well, I really think that if you're going to go back and have a 2021 season too, you might want to start in October if you have to start in November. And then gradually bring yourself back to September. Because that is still off seasons, especially in football. That can be a tough way to go. I mean, you need that rest. You need that time to get yourself back to zero. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up here in a little bit, we have some good stuff coming up. We'll talk to Rob Dibble. He'll see if he disagrees with me. And if you're going to give credit to Silver, that's fine. You should. Give credit to his bosses, too. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.